Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Pastor, how are you today? Doing great, Chase. How are you? I'm good as well. We're continuing a conversation that we began and talked for a while about last podcast on leadership. Um, You did a great job of helping us understand the definition of leadership, shared with us your leadership journey and some details about biggest mistake um, in in your leadership kind of time, most influential people, and then some specific things to your daily routine and uh, an unusual habit. That was uh, a hard answer and a hard question uh, for you. But uh, again, that bike riding with documentary, Pastor, that is unusual. So I'll give you that. So, But uh, we're going to continue today talking about leadership and just want to encourage our listeners to, again, remember that uh, each of us have an opportunity to lead right where uh, we are. And so, Pastor, Pastor, let's talk about this for a second. You talked about your spiritual, I mean, excuse me, your leadership journey, um, but share with us today as we begin the podcast, what was a pivotal moment that truly transformed your leadership journey? Yeah, and that's a good question. And I think probably uh, most people have some point that is really impactful in, um, in their life in terms of influence or leadership, as we've talked about. And we talked about last time that a great definition of of leadership is uh, being a person of influence. And for me, I think the pivotal moment, if I had to think back to that, I told you when I was coming up in those formative years of ministry and everything that um, nobody really talked about leadership as such. Um, And uh, there was the idea of mentoring a little bit here or there, but not even a lot of that. Uh, you kind of learned it in the school of hard knocks. We said you you learn by your mistakes and that sort of, and we still do. I'm not suggesting we don't. But for me, the pivotal moment in my leadership came. I, I genuinely believe uh, when I uh, uh, I went to work alongside of, of the guy who I look at as my chief mentor, a fellow named Bill, and uh, he was a senior pastor, a very large church, about six thousand members, and I became uh, the executive pastor there. And he was one of those people that didn't talk a lot about leadership, but he exudes leadership and he exudes um, people skills, uh, which is a powerful combination and God greatly used him. And so I watched him and I, I, I went there to serve in the, uh, the staff role. And I believe that was of God. Uh, he later told me and his wife told me, you were uh, God sent to him to assist him. but. I look back and say he was godsend to me because uh, I watched him for 12 years and worked beside him for 12 years and uh, witnessed his integrity and his ethics and his spiritual uh, depth. And all of that was pivotal to my own uh, development. I told you, I think I talked with him recently and, and I told him I could have never done what I'm doing today if God hadn't have put me uh, beside you in in ministry, so uh, without a doubt, if I look back, that's the most pivotal leadership, the most pivotal moment in my life is when I came to Christ, right, right, and then when I was called to ministry. But for leadership, that would be what I would identify as the most pivotal point in in my life. Let me ask this about that just for a minute. When do you feel like you realize how pivotal of a moment that was? Uh, in this case, uh, Chase, I realized it within a year. I mean, I, I realized it within a year. Now, I knew God had ministry for me, but I realized that God had brought me there 
Um, you know, it's kind of like Jonathan and David. The Bible says that their souls were knit together as right. one. They were, right. and 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 ours uh, was knit together like that. And I realized it early on after I had been there that God had brought me down there to do ministry, and the work that He was doing in a, a very strong, uh, powerful congregation. But he took me down there as much as anything, and maybe more so. It's part of my journey. I'm here today because I went there. Right. And so I think I, I learned it early on, maybe a year in, maybe even less, that I realized God has brought me here to do ministry, but he's also brought me here to learn from this man. Yeah, that's good. You know, Pastor, you mentioned, again, the influences uh, in the last podcast. And I think um, if all of us kind of look back, we can see, a lot of pivotal shifts in our leadership journey um, right. because of those influences. Yeah. Those people that we can look back to, we can see major uh, changes or things that uh, our own personal lives were impacted because of that. So that's a great, great thought. Pastor, here's another question on, on leadership just today. Um, again, starting early on and kind of in your journey, uh, what would you say was your biggest misconception about leadership? Well, I think my biggest m- misconception about leadership was the idea that uh, that everybody isn't a leader hmm. uh, you know we talked about in the last podcast and I would urge our listeners if you didn't get that one go back because it really sets up for this one right but, uh, we talked about the the old idea of uh, are leaders made or are they born right and the answer is yes right uh, in some cases they have a natural kind of leadership charisma right uh, and in other cases a person's uh, uh, responsibilities uh, cause them to have to cultivate leadership. Right. I believe everybody can become a leader because leadership is about being able to influence people. And the biggest mis- misconception probably for me was the assumption that I bought into the first half of that that uh, idea that you got to be born a leader. If you're not born a leader, you can't. Until I began to realize that all of us have this circle, this place of right. influence. It may yeah. be smaller and is for a lot of people, right. but everybody has a place of influence. It may just be in your family with your kids. If you're a dad or a mom, it may be beyond that. It may be in your workplace or maybe in your community or some position that could be you know, some political position or certainly some ministry position. But uh, the misconception I had was that not everybody is a leader but I, I believe early on that was indeed a misconception. As I have, through that journey, uh, I've come to the conclusion that everybody really is a leader on some level. There are different levels of leadership for sure, but on some level, everybody has influence, and we have to take that influence uh, seriously. So that was probably a misconception for me. Yeah, that's, that's a great thought. You know, when I think of... Uh, with working with teenagers, a lot of times they feel as if they don't really have influence, like where they are um, in their situations. But in reality, I, I truly try to help them understand, yeah, you do, whether that's a younger sibling, yeah, even right. as a teenager, or um, that person that sits in your math class or whatever. They're lo- people, are, to a degree, are watching um, you. And so just for a second. Well, and let me insert, uh, yeah. insert something there, uh, Chase, because what it is, especially for students, it is – um, that culture has kind of taught us that people that are leaders have prominent these prominent yeah. cultural positions yeah. uh, or influence influential uh, rankings, you know, and so we see Hollywood. Oh, those people are right. influential; they're right. leaders. Right. 
uh, and uh, and or government or those sorts of things. But the fact is, you know, and a lot of students say, well, I'm not a leader because I don't have any any prominent positions. But you're exactly right. If we can help them and we can help other adults realize that leadership is about influencing where you are. It's not even about the circumference or the size of your leadership. Right. It's about leading where you are. You know, I said I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, preach a message down the road entitled "Wherever You Are, Be There." Right. Meaning, make an impact. Yeah. That's what leadership is about. It's about influencing and impacting the place God has put you. Yeah. When you think about that, Pastor, what would be something you would say to somebody right now that's seeking to truly do that? What would where would where would they start? How would they start influencing? where they are for obviously the good or the kingdom? Well, I would say, and you can go back to the early podcast about this. I would say you got to, if you're, the first place you've got to influence is you. Yeah. And uh, you've got to lead yourself before you can lead others. Yeah. And uh, because if, if, if you aren't leading yourself, you're not going to grow. If That's you're good. not going to grow, you're not going to get others. You're not going to be able to take others on the journey. That's good. So it, to start with, uh, everybody can develop some routines. We talked a little bit about that last time, right. and routines aren't always pleasant. I, I mean, we need to insert that, insert that because people have tendency to think, "Well, I don't enjoy doing this or this." Look, you're going to have to do some things out of sheer discipline because you're not going to enjoy everything you do. But there are things that you must do in right. order to do what you desire to do or passionate to do and most of that begins with discipline. you said something very good last time you said you know if you think about it most discipline isn't enjoyable right you know you play i know you played athletics and everything and you know there were things in baseball that you had to do that there were parts of it you loved everybody loves playing the game exactly exactly nobody wants to practice foul poles yeah foul (laughs) poles that's right nobody wants to practice i mean yeah, on some level. Uh, so you got to discipline yourself. You've got to lead yourself. That's where you have to start. Right. So you have to spiritually discipline yourself. Yeah. If you're going to be a spiritual influence, you've got to be growing spiritually. You've got to spend time in the Word of God. You've got to spend time talking with God. You've got to spend and find ways that you can serve God. You know, That's the way you grow. Uh, well, it's true in other skills, too. Correct. You know, you've got to... Reading is a way to do that. By the way, in leadership, there's so much out there to read. There's some junk, a lot of leadership (laughs) junk. But there's a lot of real good leadership material to read as well. And so you got to discipline yourself and you got to lead yourself. That's where you start. That's good. That's good. Pastor, again, we taught some practical stuff last uh, week and uh, on our last podcast when we think about leadership because all this stuff plays into our uh, daily life and the leader that we're becoming. And so just for a second uh, right now, uh, here's a practical question for you. Our phones are a big deal to us in our world today for good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so answer this for me. What's your favorite app right now on your phone? Well, uh, probably it's going to be something like the Audible app that I have because it lets me listen to books. And I've said in the last podcast, I'm always trying to listen to something, something I can grow in. I don't listen to a lot of fiction books, but I, I will listen to a lot of biographies that way. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of books that I would take notes in because it's not easy to do that. 
but that's probably one of my favorite apps. Another is, again, I sound so generic, but it, it, you know, I know all these, they ask celebrities, what's your favorite podcast and everything? First of all, I'm not a celebrity, so I don't have to answer it their way. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I don't know what some of the more trendy ones are, to be honest, but I, I like, I like just the plain old podcast yeah. Uh, app or you know you can select your right. favorite podcast and you can right. you can put them there so i enjoy that um and you know i enjoy some functional pod uh, uh apps yes. too uh like uh i use um uh, microsoft um see i can't even think of the name uh, uh of it uh, it's the notebook application okay. is, right. is what it is one note that's OneNote. what i'm trying to yeah. say yeah. i yeah. I, right. I use that a, a lot so right. Right. i like that app at app because it synchronizes between my yeah. desktop, my yeah. laptop, my iPad, right. my phone, all that kind right. of stuff. So right. I'm probably pretty boring when it comes to to those uh, kinds of apps. Have you ever heard of an app called Gardenscapes? No, I'm afraid I have. You haven't? All right. Yeah. I hadn't either until okay. last week, until another staff member shared with me that that Gardenscapes? was... Gardenscapes? Gardenscapes, yes. It's a game. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, another staff member shared with me that that was his favorite app, and then he got another staff member hooked on it, and I'll <laughs> let you decide who those people could be. Okay. Um, I got a good idea. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I asked this question to somebody the other day, and that's what they shared uh, with me, so their favorite app. <laughs> was Garden Shape. Gardenscapes. Gardenscape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. so. That sounds kind of like one of that, that build a civilization app, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't really know exactly yeah. what it's about. Yeah. But uh, anyways, those are very practical, useful. When we think about leadership, uh, those are great apps uh, to check out and to utilize. And we all, like you said, work, I think you said last podcast, working in the yard, riding in the car, yeah. traveling. Um, going to work. There's great things out there to listen to yeah, uh, in those areas. So, Pastor, another question. I know reading is a big deal uh, to you, and uh, you've told me a lot before of the magnitude of uh, readers, our, our leaders. Yeah. And uh, what's the best book you would say you've read in the past six months? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting kind of a, a brain-smoking question because <laughs> I've read uh, so many. A lot of what I've been reading last six months rela- uh, relates to the sermon series that I'm preaching right now in the last days, and I've read I don't know how many books in the last uh, six months, and in particular last year on that subject. But a couple of books that I've read uh, of late that uh, have really uh, ministered to me uh, have been uh, A.W. Tozer's uh, Shallow Faith, uh, which is an excellent book. Now, it's very convicting, but Few of Tozer's books aren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Pursuit of God. We talked about yeah. that. Our staff yeah. talked about that. But yeah. uh, Shallow Faith is uh, is another one. Uh, I've read uh, I've read uh, R. T. Kendall recently. Uh, his book on the Holy Spirit. He's a little out there, but I I really like his stuff when I I read it and uh, I have to I filter some of it to be honest, but I like his stuff and and I'm I'm just about always reading something in the last two years by him. He is a prolific writer, was pastor of Westminster Chapel in England, followed uh, some really uh, heavy hitters uh, there. Um, and uh, so I, I like his uh, stuff, and I've read, I'm, I'm, I finished one of his, The Holy Spirit, uh, recently. I'm reading another of his now, uh, Audience of One, uh, which is uh, excellent. And then Erwin Lutzer. I love Erwin Lutzer. And I read recently uh, one of his, uh, well, it's his most recent book, was written last year, called The Church in Babylon. And it is not about the ancient Babylon. It is a, what he's talking about is the church 
uh, in the culture we're living in, it's a whole lot like Babylon. And so how is the church that is a believer's about it? How, how are we to live in the midst of a kind of culture that's more like Babylon than it is like uh, um, the culture of the early church and uh, believers and, and that sort of thing? So uh, that's, that was a very enjoyable book for me. What, let me ask this, Pastor, and then we have one more question. We'll wrap up again uh, for today. But what, um, what early on in reading and thinking about the, the magnitude that reading plays into your leadership early on, did, was it something that you had to structure your time in reading? Is that something you still do? What would you yeah. say to that to encourage our listeners? Uh, I, I do have to, to uh, structure my I, I, reading is a discipline and a desire for me. Right. Okay. I love to read. I, I, I've got books everywhere. I'm reading all the time. I've already read today. Right. Um, and I'll read, before the day is out, I'll read more. Books, that doesn't include periodicals and those sorts of things. But but you do have to structure yourself. I, I, uh, I made a, a statement uh, sometime back in which, uh, it's not original with me, but it goes like this. Um, all readers are not leaders, but all leaders are readers. Right. And uh, for that to be true, you've got to discipline yourself to read. A lot of folks say, man, that's just a, the average man, for example, in this country reads less than one book a year. Right. And uh, a lot of that is because they haven't cultivated um, a desire to read. Right. Um, you know, when I first started drinking coffee, I love coffee, as you know, when I first started drinking it, I didn't particularly care for coffee. Right. I started drinking it in college, and I drink it for the reason a lot of people drink it. I drink it because <laughs> I had to study, and I was up late at night right. and everything, and I needed something. But now I drink it because I desire, not because of caffeine. I don't even have to have caffeine. I'm one of the weird people that can function with or without it. I just like it. And the same is true for a lot of people with reading. They don't like the taste of reading. But if you will discipline yourself to read some, you will cultivate a desire. And you'll get to the place. By the way, that doesn't mean in six weeks. It may take you you six years. But if you'll get to the place where you are consistently reading stuff, you will find yourself desiring to read and uh, there's a great deal of growth that happens just through reading yeah so uh but you do you know I, so i say it's a desire for me but it's also a discipline right i put that on one of the things of of my daily list there are daily things i do one of those right. things is i write it down read right now i really have to worry about checking that one off <laughs> but because i'm gonna almost always find them so sometimes you have to structure Look, if you structure 15 minutes in, you're doing better than the average person. If you say, I'm going to take 15 minutes today and read, uh, you're, you're going to be light years ahead of the average person. So you've got to, whether you enjoy it or not, you cultivate that discipline. We talked about this. Leadership involves discipline. We talked about that earlier in this podcast. 
And this is one of those things that I think a leader has to discipline themselves in. Yeah, that's really, really good thoughts for those out there that are seeking to be a leader and to enhance that through reading. Pastor, let's wrap up this podcast. And I think there might be a few more conversations in the days ahead about yeah, this leadership. It. But sure. uh, let's wrap up today with answering this. What one sentence advice would you give to a leader going into a new position for the first time? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would say this to them. Uh, if you're going into a new position, be careful that you don't go in and decide before you ever get into that organization or in particular ministry, uh, that you've already decided what you need to do. A lot of people who have the potential to be great leaders in an organization, they come in with a kind of pre-planned series of here's what I'm going to do. And that hasn't, that hasn't given them the opportunity to learn the organization, learn the people, learn the culture, how that organization operates. If you learn what you are involved in, then it will actually help you cultivate a leadership kind of strategy of what you're going to do. But I think it is, uh, I think we've seen a lot of young leaders crash and burn because they'd already made their mind up what they're going to do before they understood the people that they were going to be leading or influence. And that's particularly true in churches. Churches have DNAs. Right. They have personalities. Right. I believe that's by God's design. And uh, consequently, there are a lot of people who go in and they crash and burn because they've already decided how they're going to lead these people and they haven't considered who these people are and the DNA. The DNA may need to be changed, but a leader has to look and say, what is the process? I need to know uh, what I'm dealing with and what the environment is so that I can begin to craft the appropriate kind of response. Yeah, that's great advice, uh, Pastor. Well, we were wrapping up this conversation of leadership today. Pastor, I know you have uh, another free resource, and so let's just uh, close out today with sharing any last thoughts of that resource. Yeah, uh, our resource this week can be um, received if you'll simply email us at uh, shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org. And it's continuing uh, the resources we've been offering the last uh, several weeks on spiritual warfare. Are you ready for the battle? This is part seven and eight. Just some key insights on uh, on the the spiritual boots the Bible talks about that we wear in uh, in the the spiritual war that we're engaged in with the prince and the power of this air. And so all you have to do is contact us by uh, emailing us at uh, shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org or and uh, simply say, uh, I'd like the, this uh, week's uh, free uh, resource, and we'll be happy to get that uh, to you. Thanks again for, for joining us today. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Shepherd Talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.